Sandstone Group. Well, today is uh, July 18th, and Michael's on assignment again, a little inside baseball. He's having some fun. All right, with that, we're going to have a really big show today, but let's start just with a thank you to all of the people that are listening. We are having an absolute blessing for all of the success that the show is having. So, thank you again. Got some really funny stories today, or Interesting, I should say. First one coming around the corner is cyber risk in the big picture. What we're talking about on this is the energy transition, EVs, and going on with that. We're also going to talk about a buoyant global economy is starting to sag. Well, there's a lot of things that go sagging as we get older, but let's talk about actually how bad is it? And how bad is the global economy sag going to actually hit uh, enough impact energy? Bank earnings and uh, inflation start with earnings seasons with a bang. So this could be pretty entertaining as well, but let's take a look at it. How California can remove the hurdles in delaying the state's clean energy future. I'll tell you, this is kind of interesting because you take a look at the policies of people that are worried about climate change. They're saying that there is a climate catastrophe, but yet we can't use uh, oil and gas. And now they're also hampering energy. So you can't have energy with you got to have some realistic goals for your, uh, your regulations. And the last one is from New Mexico with the BP uh, Center for Education. New Mexico is bringing up some great points in this. Uh, we're going to cover that in just a sec. So with that, subscribe, like, uh, and again, I am not a uh, YouTuber or anything like that. Never thought I'd be a podcast host and having fun. Got a couple great interviews coming up. Uh, interviewing the president of Fry Battery on uh, Friday, and then uh, also inter- interviewed uh, Brutal Minds uh, Stanley uh, Ridley, PhD, doctor. It was a blast. We're going to be releasing that one out. Uh, also interviewing a uh, executive at, uh, that was at BP for 18 years. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about uh, where the next stages are in the oil and gas and finance world is. So with that, let's get started on cyber risk in the big picture. Brian Tepper from Hawaii's Electric uh, Cisco and Information Assurance Manager in 2018 pointed out, to them in an interview, more advanced the system, the larger attack service becomes. Surface, excuse me. Our grid's attack surface area has been steadily getting bigger over the last two decades. Not only is this going to, as he's pointed out back then, it's even extending out to anything that you have. 
kind of like your stove, electric stoves. <laughs> and, you know, that's why you want to keep your gas one. And this one's kind of interesting. Electric cars have been more potential to transform for the world for the better. I might agree with that. They provide env- environmental an- uh, advantages. Yeah, it depends. Jury is still out. But when you're talking about they found everything from the possibility of hackers being able to track users with vulnerabilities that may expense expose home and corporate Wi-Fi networks to a breach. Pull your car into your garage and it may be snooping around your house for your access point and uh, your phone. Elon just uh, tweeted yesterday, phones are not secure. Let me see. Anything that Elon puts out and is that specific worry. So anyway, and there was an article that just came out in conjunction that was actually a little ahead of this one from TechCrunch. Taking a look, hackers could remotely turn off lights, honk, mess with Tesla's uh, infotainment center. Almost sounds like me when I was in college. So when you take a look at how the hackers can now get in with just a Bluetooth, which is what they used to call a PAN, personal area network a billion years ago, those they could walk up to the car when you're in range of Bluetooth. Here's where it gets a little uh, into this now is that once they get in via Bluetooth, they can hop over into the underlying core of the software. Once you get into the core, it your all bets are off on what you can do. So I'm not sure that I want that much control allowed to a car. So with that, can't wait till I can get a Tesla as my second car. Not ready to have one as a primary yet. So buoyant global economy is starting to sag. This one is the global economy brief run of good luck may be ending. And I think that there's an absolute huge issue going with this. He is China. The quote out of this, like the third paragraph down is, while prospects are mixed in the near term, the medium term outlook for the global economy remains bleak, said Kristalina uh, uh, Georgievit, the manager of the International Monetary Fund. Okay. I'm not a fan of uh, the WHO, the UN, the International Monetary Fund, because they try to tie everything to the International Monetary Fund, ties everything to uh, renewable rather than what's best for that area. U.S. Secretary Janet Yellen is among the top officials meeting this week to decide what's next in China. Of course, it's significant to the global economy. Yellen said China is very uh, substantial importer for many countries around the world. So when Chinese growth slows, it has an impact on growth in many countries. And we're seeing that. So here's a critical one here. She also said that premature for the Biden administration to consider lifting tariffs on more than 350 billion Chinese exports to the United States. Why was she there? I don't know. Wasn't in the meetings, but let's take a look and see. So when you take also the shocks will come this is in the last paragraph, Poland, there's a lot of uncertainty as far as the future is concerned around uh, the shocks. Invasion is not necessarily China has got some serious problems. 
So China's budget goes now. So does the world. So should be kind of interesting. I'm going to try to find out what uh, she was doing there and if uh, how that had gone on. So let's take a look here. Bank earnings and inflation start earning season with a bang. Earnings started this week with 12 of the S&P 500. Uh, banks and financial companies were the biggest part of the mix. The S&P soared over 2.4% for the week, and the 10-year Treasury yield fell to almost 4.1% to 3.8%. Pretty interesting. At the early point in the reporting season, blended earnings with the combined actual estimates of companies yet to report are slightly worse than forecast at the end of the quarter. The consumer discretionary sector is expected to post the highest year over year growth rate at 27.8. This increase is primarily due to the Amazon, which had held a loss in the second quarter of 2022. Big swing if you go from a loss to uh, uh, up. So energy has by far the biggest impact on the uh, industry. So let's take a look at this. The blending earnings performance has a slightly underperformed at the end of the quarter. Combining actual results with uh, consensus, the estimates for companies yet to report. The blended earnings will growth rate is at negative 7.1% year over year, behind the expectations of negative 6.8 at the end of the quarter. So it doesn't sound good. Inflation is actually very high, even though what the administration is actually trying to say. So this was a Forbes article that was picked up in our news feed. Go take a look. We'd love to hear your feedback on that as well. Now, California is one of my biggest fans. I'm a big fan of California. Don't live there. Don't plan on it. And um, if you come to Texas, Please leave your voting policies there. How can California remove the hurdles delaying the state's clean energy future? Have the highest energy for the consumers in the U.S. They're with the East Coast uh, area, and it's due to their energy policies. We've talked about Texas. They've got an all-in, and they're about half of what California is. Governor Newsom signed several infrastructure streamlining bills out of a packaging measures had proposed in May to fast-track water transportation clean energy project by introducing his uh, measures as a budget trailer bill. Newsom criticized uh, drew criticism from environmental organizations and legislators who argued he was abusing the budget process. Now remember, several months ago we had talked about how. California was actually using their budget process as they would have a bill introduced blank, one paragraph saying, oh, this is going to be for climate change. This is going to be for energy. This is going to be banning oil. And then they would fill it in as the session goes. That's not what elections are for. And this, it falls into that. But I think I got really tickled when it came down to it. But to remodel our energy future, we need to first remodel our thinking with the sense of urgency and creativity that is needed to take action before it's too late. 
what they're referring to is the regulations that are all tied into these bills. <laughs> so not only are regulations bad for the oil and gas industry, regulations are also being tied into the uh, wind, solar, everything else. So you can have too much uh, regulations, even if you are on the climate side or the oil side. So the bottom line is get out of the way and let the energy companies do their job. So with that, we will step into one of our last stories here. New Mexico energy transition proposal would ban, uh, would violate ban on fossil fuel development. Here's where I found this one uh, interesting. One of the biggest problems facing both the renewable and the oil and gas space is education. How does this fit into this one? There's not a whole next generation of students wanting to go work in the oil and gas space. They're not wanting to work in the nuclear space. They're not wanting to work as linemen. They're not wanting to help work or support the grid. This is a significant problem. New Mexico just passed the Energy Transition Act, that's called the ETA, uh, in 2019 support Two transitions, those of workers needing new jobs following the closure of coal-fired plants and coal mines near Farmington, New Mexico, and as it moves away from fossil fuel production. Um, The grant proposals can ask for funds from three state agencies in order to get this done. Part of this is when you sit back and go, let me find this paragraph in here. it's got a picture of a dinosaur in here. I think it's kind of funny. I'm not sure if the author was actually thinking that this was like oil and development as the dinosaur of, from a pterodactyl. So I thought that was kind of funny. But when you talk about education, nearly 20% of the four-acre parking lot at the San Juan College of School of Energy is given over to a collection of uncommonly clean and tidy oil field equipment for training. Uh, in the hallways, the black and white photos show uh, gushing wells from the start and century. They're not getting the students that they need. So when you're talking about that, Michael Tanner, my partner and co-host, uh, has got his degrees, both his master's and his undergraduate from the School of Mind. School of Mind is a phenomenal school, but it trains students to actually go out and find real jobs. I just interviewed Brutal Minds, uh, as I was saying, Stanley Ridgely, Ph.D., and this fits right into this key problem. What the universities are turning out are not being suited for the real world and real work. Hang on and uh, definitely keep uh, an eye when this one, this podcast uh, drops out. So with that, please subscribe, like, let me know anything that you would like to know on the podcast. Energy is critical, renewable energy, sustainable renewable energy is very, very important. I only know a few companies out there that can do it right. So anyway, with that, have fun and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.